So how's everyone this evening? Good. Any questions tonight? Yes. Um, I was wondering if you could give a comparison between Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu and Bhakti Sandarbha. Like, are they complementary, or could you study one and not the other? Like, um, like what are the topics that they cover? I I don't know if I could make a a comparison, but um, they would both be uh, helpful. I think that Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu would be more important than Bhakti Sindharva, actually. But after all, it's an essay on Bhakti by Jiva Goswami. He elaborates upon the uh, ideas given in Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu to some extent. Um, Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu is more about Bhakti Rasa, I would say. I mean, you know, you have your first four chapters about the nature of bhakti, sadhana bhakti, bhava bhakti, prema bhakti. That makes up the whole eastern division. And and then it goes in, what, the southern division. And, and you have the different bhavas, the vibhavas, the sattvika bhavas, the... the uh, um, Anubhavas and the Abhichari Bhavas and so forth, chapter on each, each of those. Kind of, so you don't find that kind of thing um, and laid out, so scientifically, if you will. And then the, then from there he goes into um, the different um, manifestations of the Stai Bhavas, Shanta, Dasa, Sakya, Atsalya. And then there's the mixing of rasas and the inappropriate mixing of rasas and so forth. So it's very much about intricate details or language, really. It's a language to explain um, something that you could be experiencing that you couldn't explain even. <laughs> Which is an interesting point because it's useful to be able to explain and understand the terminology of Rupa Goswami. Hmm. But it's not necessarily so that one who does is having the experience of what he's talking about. One could be having the experience and not be able to put it in in, in words, or in Rupa Goswami's words, even. It's possible. Um, but... Um, Bhakti Sandarbhas doesn't seem to go into the details uh, in that way, but it has many important sections about different kinds of bhakti, guru tattva, vaidhi bhakti, rag bhakti. Um, uh, the section on rag bhakti is quite a bit more um, written about it than in, in Bhakti Rasamrita It's very condensed. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu is in verses. Verses, and then there are of Rupa Goswami's, and then there are verses that he cites, the evidential, evidentiary verses, Pramana verses, evidence from Bhagavatam, from this Purana or that, that he cites to support his different statements or help to explain them and so forth. But Bhakti Sandarbha is in, is in prose, mostly. And... Um, like the rest of the Sandharvas, and then it cites 
does cite verses to support and explain and so forth, but it's, it's quite a bit more um, writing and explanation, um, I would say, than Bhaktivedanta Sindhu, which is more like codified, so to speak. But then you have your elaborations in the commentaries of Jiva Goswami and Vishnu Chakwati Thakur. But I'm not, uh, I mean, not Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu, I kind of have like a whole picture of in my head. Mm. Uh, but I, I haven't, I've read the Bhakti Sundarva, a couple editions of it, and studied it. Um, but I studied it quite a long time ago and haven't revisited it in recent time in such a way as to commit the sections to memory, how they work in an order and, and so forth. But that's my basic. Yeah comparison of the, of the two. Um, I'd say Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu's, well, Bhakti Sandarbha, I'm going to say it's, it, it maybe has more emphasis on the nature of Bhakti, um, but Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu has an important chapter on it, the beginning chapter and a verse out of which the whole book unfolds, actually. In that first chapter, Danya Bilashita Sunyam Gyan Karmadi Navrita Manukulena Krishna Bhaktivitam, the whole book comes out of that that one verse. So anyway, Bhagavad is an important book, but if I had to be stuck on an island, you know, and choose between the two, I would have to choose the Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu with the commentaries. Hmm. What else? Yes. Um, I was wondering, um we were talking the other night a little bit of how uh, a guru gives the bhakti bhakti beach to the disciples. So I was wondering how that does he like re receive does the disciple re receive the uh, beach in each lifetime that he's in contact with bhakti or how does that work exactly? It's kind of like reseeding the pasture. <coughs> Sometimes there's already some growth there, but for, for reseeding for the sake of something like that. Um, um, So it's obviously, obviously it's figurative language, hmm. and um, it uh, implies that um, that, or the import is that bhakti is descending and it comes down and it's given to us, and 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 um, then it's it's kind of cultured hmm, with hearing and chanting and so forth. <clears throat> That's basically. What the idea is, so I wouldn't get too, you know, caught up in the metaphor hmm, of the seed, and then think the seed already planted. How could it be planted again? Uh, uh, but I mean, you could, uh, and the seed is compared to different things. Hmm? The seed is the metaphorical seed of the bhakti lata, if you will, has been described differently by different devotees. I think that. Um, Perhaps Bhakti Vinod describes it as faith, shraddha. Jiva hmm. um, Goswami in the Bhagavatam, 10th Ganato, maybe 53rd chapter, I believe, he describes it as. Hmm? Yeah, 53rd chapter, is it? Yeah. Um, that uh, it's the. Uh, uh, that basically, it's Sadhu Sangha, hmm. the seed of Rati. So, rati or bhava is what we're 
develop it in sadhana bhakti. So he um, explains it in that way. I've seen it explained as Krishna Nam is the seed. So the giving of Krishna Nam to, to someone. Uh, so people have written about it, different devotees in, over the centuries in different ways. So um, maybe that helps us to not get caught up on you know, the, the, turning the metaphor into something too literal. Again, the implication is you need to get bhakti in order to pursue bhakti, engage in bhakti. And, um, and it is basically that the bhakti sangskars or impressions from bhakti that form the basis of our bhakti and, and also further it, cause it to grow, and so forth. Um, so it's all about, like everything, is a, in a sense association. You want to do anything, well, your, your, your uh, prospects for doing that are enhanced by association. Therefore, there's magazines for everything. The magazine, you know, people looking for a niche. Okay, people like motorcycles. We need to have a motorcycle magazine. You know, it's going to be, you know, a success. So, just get it out there, and everything about motorcycles is in it, and so on. So, so this is a commonly accepted principle. And karanam guna sangasil according to our association of the gunas, so we become, and according to our sadhusanga, so our spiritual prospect um, comes before us. And so, so uh, um, yeah, you could say, I suppose. Happened, you know. <laughs> you know. Sometimes we said we. Sometimes Prabhupada also uh, spoke about initiation as the seed, giving the seed. So sometimes that's also. But um, um, it again, I was just kind of looking at the the principle involved here, and that said, because the. Uh, in other words, you can't get faith without association, and you can't uh, you have to progress through initiation, which is ado guvashray, the beginning. And um, and if 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 Krishna nam is the seed, as some people say, well, it's it implies receiving the Krishna nam from from somebody, which is then considered separate from diksha. So you know, and some people say diksha is the is the seed, and, but it's all basically. Again, the um, idea that bhakti is coming from up to down, and um, and so it, we get initiated in the previous life. We get initiated in this life um, if we haven't perfected our bhakti. And what are we getting each time? We're getting more bhakti sangskar impressions, hmm. uh, and 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 these things are not. Bhakti sangskar is not an intellectual affair. Actually, if it, 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 it means oppression is is um, is made on the chitta, and so it, it causes one to have a tendency. And all of our tendencies are based on impressions from the world that we. And by changing our association, then we can cut off from those propensities and those tendencies and so forth and getting getting other impressions and so it's very practical so it is with 
with with bhakti. <clears throat> and so, you know, again, we call it receding the pasture, something like that. Uh, more impressions. Now, someone may have the question, of course. Well, you know, what? But I I really like my guru, so you know, I don't really want another guru in the next life, and so on and so forth. And what about this guru? And that's a natural feeling, and it can be answered in different ways. Um, and the more philosophical way, from a tattva perspective of answering it, is that the guru is Krishna, Acharya Mumbijani, as he says in, in the Bhagavatam, should know the Acharya to be my very self. So, uh, as Prabhupada said in a famous lecture in Bombay, on the occasion of Bhakti Siddhanta Sarasthi Thakur's appearance, after he had left the world, the, the um, different members, his disciples of Godimath, gathered for a homage. And Prabhupada has a famous homage that he wrote. And he, I, think, I think he begins it by saying that uh, the Guru is one and appears in a multitude of forms to serve you and I and so on and so forth. So that's a good one for Prabhupada's disciples to hear who tend to be a little uh, sometimes um, resistant to a more philosophical explanation of the guru and they think it becomes starts to become impersonal or something. But this Prabhupada's own, own words that the guru is Krishna, how is that imper- impersonal? And he appears in a multitude of forms to serve us. Hmm. And so... Um, this is a more philosophical answer, and therefore you you have the same same experience each each lifetime, if you will, um, and it feels as it feels because it's Krishna coming to us, hmm. and therefore the form of the guru, which is looks different from Krishna, will be honored nonetheless as Krishna because it's Krishna coming to us in a way that uh, that, that he comes to us. Uh, uh, more so than any other, you know, the, any other form, more so than a, in the form of the deity or uh, so on and so forth. So that's a more philosophical answer that um, sometimes given. And then the more, there's a more kind of a sentimental, which isn't bad, um, type of answer as well, which, 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 um, is that um, what if, and this is the implication because that we're addressing, I want to be with that guru, hmm. then you can. Hmm. No problem. Hmm. That guru that is a Krishna and he is appearing in that form and he or she does have a relationship with Krishna and we are if we're strongly influenced by that guru, which is normally the case, then we'll be pursuing ultimately the same ideals and so forth. And so you will um, end up in that same group if you want. That's no, no problem. So, so then you have the idea that the guru is Krishna and he's also appearing through a particular Vaishnava, and when we say, uh, I really want, you know, that guru, I really want, I like that Vaishnava's association. Hmm. 
So someone may think like that, and there's, there's no harm. And then even if you're in the next life, and therefore you meet sometimes someone has a guru in the next life, and but they've kind of hit the ground running and so on. And um, we, you, you, there's the famous statement of Naratam. Naratam? Yeah, to Lokanath, his guru, when will you place me at the feet of Rupa Manjari? And so he has that aspiration. He's asking Lokanath. Hmm. So, um, that's all, all possible. Hmm? That um, um, the guru may recruit and may recruit some persons that will be in his or her group hmm, in due course, and others who may not be in the group but are collected up, nonetheless, by the power of the guru's bhakti. You take a big mission like Prabhupada, yeah, you know, he's... He was collecting faith from a wide uh, range of persons, and um, and they may not all be destined to be in his his group. He can make arrangements. There are other gurus. Six gurus have come after him. For many of them, those disciples, or then next life, and Krishna is that operative principle there. So. He can make arrangements to place you where you want to go. <laughs> so, you know, if I, if I want to be in the service of my initiating guru in this life, in my eternal, um, um, position in the Leela, then no problem. You can do that. And others will come to, if you didn't do it now, to, to help you. In, in that direction. So both things were there. The broader answer, well, the Guru is Krishna, so don't get caught up on the form. But then again, the form is not something that's, uh, it's not like a material body or something like that, a material personality. It's it's the form in which uh, um, you've been uh, captured, so to speak, through which, and so, that's spiritual also. We, we keep the, we honor the if we if we have the picture form or drawing. Maybe we get a drawing of uh, Shamananda or uh, Narutam Thakur. Yes, put that on our altar. Right, that's their sadaka and their sadaka to his. So, does that answer your question? Yeah, yeah. Um, more of the same, like reseeding, as I say, of, of the pasture. This grows. Grows thicker, hmm. more of the same, hmm. and for the most part, the more that you, the impressions that you gain in a particular life, are making an impression on you and having a hold. The more you can assume, hmm, assuredly, that those kind of impressions will be the impressions that you you'll continue to receive. That's how they work. If you're kind of blasé about it, kind of there or not there, and so forth, and someone may be just coming around first first time or something like that, and not get a hold and get an idea of have a clear understanding of how it's working and so on and so forth, and maybe maybe the next lifetime they'll be caught a little bit more firmly, so to speak, arrested by the force of of bhakti and. The die will be cast. Hmm. And then 
the impressions you have, they will will continue, continue. Hmm. Does that help? Yeah. Once uh, the question was asked to Shudra Marsh, like, what happens? You know, and they were thinking about Prabhupada and the Prabhupada disciples. And he said that this is a little, it's kind of catering to their sentiment. He first gave the kind of physical, philosophical answer. Krishna is the guru. Krishna will send someone else and and so forth. And another person empowered by Krishna will come and, and so then they said, well, what if we want that person? Hmm. And so, you know, he understand what they're saying. The sentiment, of course, is but every, all the disciples have it, practically. And so, uh, um, not all. And he, he did say that Prabhupada was, a remarkable thing about Prabhupada, he noted there was so many enthusiastic disciples. Usually, He said usually there's a few, and others are kind of just there, but... <laughs> There were so many that seemed very enthusiastic. So, um, so anyway, he said, "Yes, you know, you will uh, pray to Krishna, and and uh, to to your guru, and he's in the Parviyom in the spiritual world, and 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 he will hear, and he will go to Krishna and say, they're calling me, they're calling me.'" And Krishna will say, well, you, know, you stay, I'm, I'll send somebody else. And he'd say, no, they want me. Hmm. And then he'd say, okay, go. <laughs> <laughs> so it's kind of a simple answer. to, But I, I, I wouldn't quite take that literally, but <laughs> but in the way I'm explaining it, the same um, principle is, is upheld. You, you want that kind of association, that same, be in that, that person's group and so forth and yeah it's possible as you like mm-hmm. right but then like has to be more than just words you have to put it into action that you might um, take advantage of association and let the impressions go deeply what else yes that we listened to said that the beginning of the realization of form is... Of what? Of form. Form. Um, realization of form. When chanting the Maha Mantra um, is generally um, the realization of the substance first, so it's not um, it's not formed. Does that make sense? Keep going. Um... So I guess I was wondering if you could explain that. Sure. I'm not sure I can explain it the way you've um, remembered it and repeated it. Um, but um, I tend to explain the idea that um, through the Nam, I think is what you're asking about, we become acquainted with the Rupa, the form of Krishna. Uh, I tend to tie that to the deity worship hmm? and seeing the deities hmm? with a, you know, a spiritual eye, so to speak, because you can see them as a statue and, and treat them as such also. Or you can, if you're becoming more um, 
drawing more substance from the chanting, then you'll have an eye to see and you'll respond to the deity in a in a you know in in a different way than one who doesn't really kind of I want to say see the form of Krishna. So I think that's probably a unique explanation. I haven't read that anywhere, but um, that's a beginning way I think to uh, to think about it and to become attached to the deities and and um, and so on. But uh, I don't know what he what it might have meant and whether you're remembering his words exactly, but form over substance was substance over form was a thing, was the theme of his. Um, so um, to become acquainted with the substance of the name before become acquainted with the with the form is the way you put it, right? To me, knowing the way he spoke would would be uh, about form and substance would be the way I would answer would be that become more acquainted with uh, the teaching, so to speak, um, the uh, the Dharma of Nam, the Nam Dharma, uh, the theology. Um, um, a conceptual, proper conceptual orientation, um, and so forth. Um, because what is the spiritual in a form? That's a big subject. And, um, and as we become acquainted through chanting with the form, obviously we're, we're on, on the ground there where, um, the notion of a spiritual form is understood, and it could obviously be be misunderstood. What is a spiritual form? And so, at least again, the way he used to always talk about form and substance, that would be a way of answering um, to what you've you've asked about that by by chanting the name, you actually become get more of a, a handle on. What's being said, the concepts, the nature of of uh, of um, spiritual form, and so forth. That said, anyway, aside from that, um, a good good reading hmm, on the subject of the form of Krishna is there in Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu, where the different the form of Krishna is described in terms of his different qualities and so forth, and um, the the uh, both they're they're both as described separately. They're Udipana Vibhav described in re, in relation to the whole. Their description of the of the Alambana Vibhav. Hmm. Udipana means like different qualities of Krishna could be a stimulus for. Um, Bhakti Rasa, Alamanabhibhav means the Vishai, the object of love, in the case of Krishna, being described. Hmm. So when you connect the form with the qualities with the form, then 
Anyway, so that's a good chapter uh, to read. And then, of course, for the different rasas, then you take, for example, in, in, when he describes Sakya Rasa, he gives it different verses there. Have you read that chapter? Of Krishna at different forms, uh, describing his form at different different ages and so forth. And so they're nice verses. For, so you can do this kind of rupa dhyan, rupsmarnam, hmm? Um, in a beginning way, also besides chanting and and, 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 and and coming to the experience, if you will, and that may be also a way of becoming acquainted with the substance, this substance idea, hmm. as it's described in the scriptures and so forth. I mean, uh, because uh, again, I'm not sure what he was saying there, but the way I'm thinking about it, from what you've said, it could be also in answer to the idea that, you know, I'm seeing the form of Krishna like the fellow who's chanting, told Prabhupada, every time I chant, I get surrounded by a blue light. And Prabhupada said, keep chanting, it'll go away. Mm. So he wasn't acquainted with the substance, so he was thinking, you know, Krishna's blue, I'm seeing the blue light, you know, this is the form. And so someone could, you don't know sometimes, you make a point, you don't know what people go away with, and what they hear surprised sometimes. <laughs> they think, how oh, they get that out of what I said? And so on. So, uh, <laughs> so a text like that, like, like Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu, that's uh, the beginning beginning of the next uh, next section, the southern section, I believe it is, isn't it? Southern section? Yeah. After the eastern section. Next chapter after Bob, which we just did, was this the chapter about Prem, and then now different types of bhavas that together make up bhakti rasa are described in different chapters. So the first one's all about the qualities of Krishna that are um, um, well, much of it is about the qualities of Krishna, his age, also other things, all about the Udipanas. And, and, uh, and about him, it's about him as the Vishayalambana, the perfect object of love. It's all about him, what he's like, what his form is like, and, and his personality and so forth. Uh, so, different types of personalities he has, and, uh, and in different situations. And so it's, it's very fascinating. And so you want to get that, that down that this is the Krishna who we're talking about. He's not the blue light out there or, or whatever else. So, um, and and by chanting also, then we we you could say we, we we come to a position to be hard to become cleansed. We in and understand better when we do hear, hmm. and so we get uh, proper conceptual orientation. So I'm kind of speaking of it as like substances, like sambandagyan, hmm, in place, something like that. Um, you heard a lecture? Recently. Mm-hmm. That's nice. Yeah. Question? It was the verse from the that uh, mm-hmm. it says that whatever form 
that the devotees meditating in Krishna manifest in that form. So that, that corresponds with what you said there, that Sambandha Gyan, the particular form that you're meditating on, then, in the sense of the knowledge provided, then Krishna will manifest in that Yeah, that verse says also, as you meditate on Krishna, so you will get a form that corresponds. So therefore, certain verses describing him as seen through the eyes of Vatsalirasa, Sakirasa, Madhuriyarasa, they will be helpful for us. And our sadhana for a particular sentiment that corresponds with how bhakti has come to us. What else? Yes. Um, uh, it seems like a big part of cultivating attachments to repetition, repetition of chanting, repetition of service, duty worship. Um, I was wondering uh, how one can approach the practice of repetition in a conducive way to to continually progress through it. Well, I mean, it's basically the principle that practice makes perfect, and it's not something that um, is foreign to any other kind of um, um, culture, if you will, um, you know, there's learning a language, there's a lot of repetition. Um, but I, I guess it's particularly so repetition of the name again and again. Um, um, I think that, but I think that um, it's experienced in, in due course as being fresh every time. Hmm. Um, and powerful in terms of providing insight and experience. And, um, you know, I mean, without knowing exactly what you're getting at, you take repetition like we, we, we cook every day for Krishna. It's a little different, but then we have some of the same things. And we, we cook every day for Krishna, it's kind of repetitious. I mean, you're going to cook every day for yourself. Everybody's cooking every day, or somebody's cooking every day for for somebody. And so, like, you know, how do you love Krishna? What one thing about Gaudiya Vaishnavism is this gives very, very practical, down to earth, common sense answer to a very abstract question. Well, how do you love anybody else? So it, it really says God is a person. So how do you love somebody? You say. You know, you want to, can I take you out for lunch? You know, or, you know, would you like to come over for dinner? You know, um, uh, you know, you, 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 you like, um, probably there's, there's few things that Bhakti Lata likes more than cooking macaroni and cheese for, for <laughs> women the Nam, you know. This is like, her day has, you know, been made. Hmm? Um, so, um, you know, it would be cooking. You 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 you, you go shopping for them. You 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 you, you know, uh, you uh, 
bring them gifts, uh, you know, and everything we do that we would do, almost somewhat somewhat adjusted, of course, but in a loving relationship, we you know we we, we do we serve, we probably just say if you love someone, you serve them. Hmm. So we're doing that. We're practicing that. This is kind of a practicing. The deity worship, particularly, is a practicing field, you know, for loving Krishna. Hmm. And what do you think loving Krishna? Is just kind of sitting around doing nothing, or you know, no, it's not like that at all. Oh, really? I wanted to take it easy. Like I said, everybody wants freedom, and we're preaching, teaching slavery. Hmm? We just want to get it done and do nothing, as if we had, as if that was meaningful. Hmm? Hmm. And you know, that—that's not seva. Hmm? Seva is when we we do it. No, we. we we're not waiting for it to end so that we can do nothing. We're actually thinking, I'm cleaning Krishna's floor now. You know, I'm cutting Krishna's vegetables. I'm chopping wood for the, to, to heat the temple for, for Krishna and so forth. And um, this is the way people conduct their lives. People are basically fall in love and then they make it happen, right? They make things and, and they do what needs to be done to make it all work. And they have kids and so forth, and and um, and because they have some affection for their husband or their wife or their kids, then the things that they do, which would be work, they do it with you know pleasure. It's, it's, it's a labor of love, so it's very practical. This is what we do for Krishna, hmm. and uh, you could look at a person's everyday life is pretty repetitious. The guy gets up. Same thing. Goes to work. Hmm. Um, take drops the kids one kid off at school. Mother takes the other one, you know, somewhere else, and they, they meet up. And you know, there's a little variety, you know, but, but then it's basically a routine, right? Hmm. So, uh, what makes a routine not a routine is kind of what you're asking, in a sense. Hmm. And it's the love. It makes a routine, and if you but if, but if I don't have love, then then use your intelligence, hmm? um, because you're going to be doing the same things anyway. And if your idea of love is a provincial idea, hmm, then you know then it, it's not going to afford you the same result than if it's a wise form of love. That's why there's a point in our bhakti where we use our intelligence and we think I have a lot of feeling for this, but but I have, with my intelligence, I understand this is um, a, a, a wise, the wisest use of my time and energy. So let me apply myself and 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 exercise my heart by by, as Mahaprabhu said, I don't have any feeling. Just see some some healthy remorse. Mm-hmm. I should every reason I should. But I, I'd lack so. Then you cry that you can't cry, something like that, and this is how you get feeling in time, right? Hmm? So it's a heart exercise. But what makes the routine not a routine is is exactly that. At least thinking about it hmm? philosophically and hearing the discussions, reading the text, and and then and you go, okay, now here I'm going to apply myself in that. Hmm. Um, and again, everyone has a bit of a routine, and there'll be some variations uh, in a day, as there are 
here as well. Um, now, if you're speaking about repetition of of chores or activities, it's one to maybe repetition of the mantra. Hmm. So we're continually chanting. Of course, that's a whole thing that we we we, we you know we're, we're approaching the name of Krishna, chanting to, um, and we want to chant attentively. So, as I say, the bhakti, you know, how do you chant attentively? Simple answer is, well, give your heart, because where your heart goes is where your mind goes, and that's what bhakti is about. Hmm. There could be other things that you could do, hmm. artificially. You could do pranayam and this and other things. Some people, sadhus, they smoke pot, and it says it helps them concentrate. <laughs> um, you know, we don't do that kind of stuff. Our method is different, but to give your heart's not so easy. No. We need to use the head, as I said, to soften the heart, so we're always kind of like beating on the head. Hmm. Um, that it, that it, it might get through and go to the heart and cause some change. You gotta wake up and think, I gotta change my life. Hmm. I gotta change my life here. And, you know, that's the effort, that's the exercise. It's, it's not just. It's not just going through the motions. It's it's not what you do, so to speak. I mean, there was the spider and there was Hanuman, right? Hmm? You know the story? Hanuman was trying to help Ram build a bridge from Cape Comer in the tip of India, Kanyakumari, to, to Sri Lanka. Hmm? It's a long ways to go. But Hanuman was putting in these big boulders. And then he saw this little spider was there going like this, flicking dirt in with one of his... His legs, you know, and he said, uh, "Could you just kind of get out of the way? You know, you're not really tangibly, you know, helping." And Ram chastised him and said, "I'm accepting what he's his flick, 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 as as equally to your big carrying of the boulders." Hmm? So, what is the bridge to Lanka? Hmm? That's the question. What kind of bridge does Ram walk on? Hmm? When it doesn't matter if it's Hanuman's boulders or a sp- I mean, how, how how long will it take to build that bridge with the spider? Really? Hmm. Krishna's got time; he doesn't need a bridge. <laughs> he could have he could have he could have he could have jumped there or whatever, just appeared there. So, so hmm. some opportunity for sadhana. Make make an effort. Hmm. Well, what kind of effort do you make? Full full effort. Hmm. So 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 th- th- therefore, as I say, to, we repeat the name. Of course, you know you, you keep repeating. You do it in a regulated way at a regulated time, and so forth. And that that's also you know from a more kind of a technical sense, a training of the mind. So the mind wants to go here, there, and everywhere. And if it had its way, you would be doing all kinds of things at different times and it would be all splayed out. So in your everyday life, you can't afford to let that happen. So you can't afford to let your your adolescent years just go by. You know, you've got to go to school, get an education, or... Get work, and otherwise, you know, it just takes you here, there, and everywhere, and, and then you find out, oh, you're no longer young, and you're not as desirable anymore, and uh, 
and you've got no skills or talents, and the world doesn't work like that. Hmm. And so it's, it's a problem. So you realize you have to c- kind of control your mind and your senses, and focus, and you've got guys says, huh, I can't do it. I, I'm joining the army, you know. Maybe they do it out of a patriotic, nationalistic sensibility, and some guys and, and, and gals just do it because, like, they realize that I put myself in somebody else's hands, and, you know, I'm going to get some regulation, and I'm going to be in a situation where I'm forced to go forward in a systematic way, learn a skill and a trade, and so forth. The Army really does that, doesn't it? I mean, you've got to get up, and and you've got to report, and this and that. And, you know, it's a, it's, very, it's a regime. It's very regulated. So, you know, we've kind of like thrown our hands up and put ourselves, you know, in a situation where we, where there's a um, system and environment for, um, it, it mandates a certain type of activity and um, um, regulation and so forth that we likely would not be able to um, arrive at on, on our own without that help. And so we, we're doing the same thing in a spiritual... Or a person goes to school. It's a little more flexible than the Army, but, I mean, you do have to come to classes and you do have to get the grades. And and then, you know, you do have to go work afterwards and pay the... Uh, I should bring that up, I guess. The, uh, <laughs> the loans. We have to talk about that. And so you may... Have been uh, been um, negligent on or delinquent on, uh, but uh, but at any rate, you know there's a you know there's some obligation, right? There's some responsibility. So there's this idea that of freedom it's 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 a it's a flawed idea. Freedom is found in love. That's where it's found, and love is about service. Therefore, the, the, the Brahman is, is uh, we call it a spiritual suicide. You want just free to do nothing. I don't have to do anything. Then be nothing. You may as well be nothing. Hmm. Nothing that we can say anything about. What can we say about Brahman? You're there, you're there. Hmm. No one else, and even <laughs> the sense of your individuality is, is is lacking. So, if you want to call that freedom, okay, you know, you may get freed from from the suffering of the world by of this life by committing suicide. But that's poor idea of freedom. There's a much richer idea of freedom, freedom in love, freedom through love, freedom through service, Hmm. rather than trying to be the enjoyer. I don't want to work. Hmm. I want to do as little as I have to so I don't have to do anything. This is, you have to get a a bat some scar that's not going to help you in bhakti. Hmm. So therefore we try to cultivate a serving ego and so, anyway, there's an environment here, and there's repetition. You get up at a certain time, and a Christian gets up at a certain time. And if you had to go to work, you'd have to get up at a certain time. If your kids start crying, you know, you got to get up. It doesn't matter. Hmm. 
So life works this way, is what I'm saying. So this is very, you know, this is not very esoteric in a sense. We just decided to love Krishna rather than this, that, or the other thing. And so it's very pragmatic. How do you play that out? A very abstract, esoteric question. How do you love God? Oftentimes I hear people, they're thinking, they're trying to find out the way in which God, you know, wants what God wants from them in this world, what they're going to be, what they should be. And they think that that means to, what it means to, to love God. I mean, it doesn't have much to <laughs> it's not It's a very different idea than how you would love anybody else. Hmm. Trying to find my, my purpose, you know, kind of like, God wants me to be, does he want me to be a carpenter or does he want me to be a, you know, this, that, and uh, the other thing. He wants you to love him. <laughs> huh? What? How do you do that? We sing about him? Hmm? If you love someone, then we hear the song. That's what you think about. It reminds you, oh, that song was so beautiful. It reminds me of my wife who passed away so many years ago. And and uh, whenever I hear it, you know, so I sing it and I think, this is very practical. It's how you love people. Hmm? So again, we have a very down to earth answer. How to how, what loving God is almost like too down to earth, huh? Really? Um, and and it involves you know you've got to be active. You got to serve. Can't be a lazy person. So um, and yeah, I think there's a regime to that. Um, and um, and so you know there is some technical side to it, if you chant every day at the same time, and prescribe a number, it, you know, the mind is something that can be trained. Hmm? Now you'll find in other schools of meditation there is much more you know, emphasis on details of how to train the mind, and then regimes in diet, and, and maybe sleep deprivation, and other things would be, you know, the whole focus. I give a very different idea Give your heart, and everything will fall into place. That's a real bhakti kind of an answer. Maybe some smaller place for technique and and so forth. Um, you know, a yogic side. That's why bhakti is actually described by Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur, Baladevita Bhushan, at the end of the sixth chapter where Krishna says, but best of all is to be my devotee. They describe bhakti as not really a yoga. Hmm? You know, there's there's karma yoga, there's jnana yoga, there's astanga yoga, and there's bhakti yoga. They say, no, not really. And, and they base it on the Sanskrit there. And they say, it's, it's actually another thing altogether. Hmm. It's so... And you see the, the difference, the, the, the answer. Well, you give your heart and mind follows. And, so, and the others are very, you know, very, very technique oriented. Hmm. There's some scope for bhakti, yoga, hmm. Um, and technique also, but the overriding kind of sensibility is, as I say, the effort is to get get grace. Prabhupada said, once was asked about yoga, he said, yoga, we just chant 
Krishna, my dear Krishna, please help me, that's all. That's our yoga. Oh, really? That's it? Yeah. And think about it then. What could be more powerful than that? Hmm. You want to connect with the source. and You ever think that he has power? You know, <laughs> the source has the power to, you know, assist in that, that uh, making that connection. There's somebody on the other end there. Uh, so, uh, and the, the idea of the connection that we want, yoga means linking, you know, to, to is, is very comprehensive. So these are some thoughts that come to mind when you ask the question. I don't know if I've addressed your specific uh, or particular concerns when you ask the question about repetition and how to make repetition meaningful so that it doesn't become just repetition. Right? Yeah. And mechanical and so forth. Um, again, you have to think about it. Hmm? So I've given you some way to, way to think about it. And then you think about there's your conceptual orientation and you act accordingly and that thought is recalled. Hmm? And here I am picking weeds and why... Where am I? Why am I? You know, it has to get to the point where it's not a thought. It's like, you know, the parents don't think, why I'm doing this? Why am I going to work every day? Why am I doing it? It's just like, it's just, that's been lost, so to speak, in, in the love and the attachment that's driving it now. The attachment is the answer. It's already answered. Because I'm attached here. Without doing this, I can't have this. I mean, they don't think it out like that, but it's it's driving. It's on automatic. Hmm. Now I'm using the word attachment for love because that's what it is, but still there's there's attachment in, in real love too. That's, a, that's another thing. <laughs> attachment to, you know, to pleasing Krishna. Is a different than attachment to having my senses pleased by being attached to someone or some situation. And that's the difference. Kamendriya priti, Krishnendriya priti, Vancha. This is the difference. Priti means love, Indriya means senses. Kamendriya priti, Vancha. The desire for love of the senses. That's called Kama. Krishnendriya priti, Vancha. Hmm. That's called Prem. Hmm. The senses of Krishna, Krishnendriya. Hmm? Not a Kamendriya. Krishnendriya, Priti. Pancha means desire. Love, desire to please the senses of Krishna. That's Bhakti. Hmm? Love of my own senses, desire to please them, that's material life. Hmm? So, but anyway, it's, it's, you have to get to the point where it's not a question. Hmm? That means you got yourself a little absorbed that you've at least intellectually embraced the concept this is what I'm doing hmm. and it makes sense what I'm doing so I feel good about that hmm. and then real feeling for bhakti that may take some time to come but but it, it will does that help? good okay good all right, well, what's the time? Okay.
श्री श्री गौरतनंद की जाए गुरु वैष्णव गुरु परंपरा की जाए गौर भक्तवृंद की जाए गौर प्रेमानंदे गुरु महाराज की जाए